0: Well, I just love the energy from you two. Um, so let's go ahead and get this started. And we have a few pre-planned questions that we're going to go over. Um, but I'm just really looking forward to hearing, you know, what your life was like, how this changed your life. And Sabrina mentioned that you guys will be you know, selling your coffee shop. So there's like a lot of good stuff, a lot of, I guess, content, life content to cover here. Uh, so let's just start off with your, your life in a nutshell before owning this coffee shop. What did your lives look like? Sister go. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> so, uh, funny story is it's kind of full
1: circle. So I was living in Virginia, uh-huh. working for a nonprofit as I do now in the accounting department.
0: Uh-huh. Did she, oh, for you? do you hear her? Yeah, she's frozen.
1: And not in the best way, sis. <laughs> oh. Let's do it. And okay, okay, you have to do that all over again. Yeah. You froze, and and it was not pretty. I wish I took a snapshot. Yeah. I should.
0: we didn't hear anything. Oh, okay, we we're listening so, though. But <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I said it was kind of full circle. I was living in Virginia, uh-huh. working at a nonprofit, and and Sabrina calls me, and I literally remember sitting there, and I kind of just paused at the keyboard, and she was like. Hey, what do you think about making an offer on this ice cream shop and turning it into a coffee shop, and then we can just see what happens? And I was like, "Okay, make an offer," like not thinking anything of it, right? Nothing at all. Uh-huh. And then I don't know, maybe the next day she calls me back and is like, "Well, they didn't counter offer, so now we're living on separate coasts, doing you know, she's full time real estate, which she is like now. Also, uh-huh. I'm in a profit." And both of us have been realtors and both of us have, you know, our background is very much coffee, like Puerto Rico and Ethiopia. So a coffee shop to us seemed logical, but we have never, we have never been in the food and beverage industry. Yeah. We own owned a business. We just, touched a machine. We just thought it was a, we just thought it was a great idea. So we're literally full circle to where we started, but now we're full circle having opened three successful coffee shops successfully sold one, you know, so it's like full circle, but now we have this breadth of like experience behind us. Yeah.
0: Um, That's so strange because I wanted to open my own coffee shop one day. I, I understand like I'm a loan officer and I'm kind of in the real estate scene. What I, the degree I graduated with was kinesiology exercise science. So like a health fitness type degree. Um, and I was like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll open a gym and I'm going to be this evil entrepreneur will have a gym and on one side I'll have a health and fitness coffee and tea shop with a juice bar. I'm like on the other side, I'll have a crazy milkshake shop where it's like the milkshake topped with an ice cream cone and licorice and, you know, a chocolate chip cookie or whatever. I'm like oh, So no matter what the people feel like after leaving the gym, I got them covered. <laughs> they don't have to know it's all owned by me, but do. yeah. Yeah, but my biggest hold up was like, wait, I don't know how to make any coffee. Like, perhaps I should work at a, at a Starbucks or something first. So, like, how did you guys learn the, the food and beverage side of it?
1: So that, so that was kind of crazy, actually, um, when we decided to do this. And I just want to back up and say that I remember we got our keys April 1st, Mac in D.C., um, 1996 not 19 2016 oh yeah 1996 i was in high school we're not that old <laughs> we would look good if we were <laughs> so 20 yeah, 2016 and uh-huh. i remember sitting i have the keys april 1st and i am sitting there april 2nd and i am just crying my eyes out mm. what did we just do <laughs> it wasn't 2016 it was 2014 15. But when did isaiah graduate high school
0: it's all been a blur. So it 2014,
1: was two, you're right. My son it graduated. was 14, in school, 2014. 16, pretty hall. Yeah. Yeah. 2014. So I was literally sitting there bawling by myself in this ice cream shop with like 30 of those big things of Gunther's in a freezer upstairs going, what am I going to do? And my sister's 3000 miles away. I'm like, I have keys. And I call my dad and he was like, demo. So that's what we do. We demo. But going to how we learned and, you know, a few months later, we opened, about six months later, um, I'm sitting at the limelight, which is a, you know, bar here in Sacramento. It's about one block away from the shop and I'm just covered in paint. My hair is in paint, but I needed something to drink because I'm painting this ice cream shop that we're turning into a coffee shop. <laughs> and the bartender goes, what you doing? Opening up a coffee shop down the street. She goes, well, I was a barista. Great can I hire you? So she came in and she's like, well, what do you need? And I said, well, that machine. And I point to the espresso. I go, I don't even know how to turn that on. She goes, you don't. I was like, "Uh." Uh-uh.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and she goes, what do you need? I was like, I need everything. So she literally walks me through and I'm keeping Makita is like, um, you know, remotely keeping me together. And this lady just shows me how to turn on coffee and, I need cups and I need syrup, so I'm gonna need recipes and I'm gonna need all of these things. I'm completely overwhelmed, but now we own this ice cream shop that's gonna be a coffee shop and it's half painted and we've sold all the ice cream, so I'm gonna learn. So (laughs) I I started going every day now that I know how to use this machine and like learning to play with it and move buttons. And then believe it or not, we YouTubed ourselves right into coffee. So every day we would YouTube how to make a cappuccino how to steam foam, how to pull shots, what do shots taste like, like, you know, learned about crema. And and then as we did it, I would write them down and then I would send the recipes to my sister and she would learn the recipes. So let's back up. So she says we, she YouTubed uh-huh. and learned everything. Girl, uh-huh. you did it again. It's not like when she talks. It <laughs> <laughs> and I, it's not me doing that to her. Are you sure? Like I'm positive. <laughs> there's some sort of sister rivalry. I know, but no, it's not. All right, you you freaked out again. Yeah. No, oh, no I bad. was saying I was saying Sabrina YouTube and learned how to do all of it. And then she would send me the recipes and I would like old school put them on index cards. And when uh-huh. I would ride the bus to work in DC, I would literally sit on the bus and I would be like a latte is like steamed milk and foam and and espresso and a cappuccino is the same thing, but different like different ratios. Like I would sit there with my flashcards. Wow. That's how we opened up our first shop.
0: And she was, she was researching and remembering those recipes with the intent. Like, did she have a a date that she was going to be on the West coast with you? A year.
1: Mm -hmm. I was
0: like in the process of Trying to like, you know, I,
1: I was working long enough that I would send money because Sabrina had to stop working her real estate job because she was literally everything there. And so mm-hmm. I was working, I would stay working so that I could send money. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like, you know, there came a point, like a natural closure of my life here. And I was like, Well, I have to move. So I either moved locally or I moved to California. So I was like, Well, mm-hmm. my daughter, I was like, Well, we're moving to California. Yeah. She was well, She would send me shoes like my sister would send me shoes, like my feet hurt and I don't have time to go to the store because I'm working 15 hours a day, seven days a week. And she would send me like shoes and work and work shirts. And it was amazing.
0: So you have a good support system. That's awesome.
1: Totally. But what we say about opening up the shop, just to kind of go back to how you were saying, you know, you're. I think that most people would have written down a plan and worked at a Starbucks and like gone in, not completely blind,
0: but ignorance was bliss. (laughs) Yeah.
1: The instant regret
0: only lasted a little bit, it sounds like, and then you figured it out.
1: (laughs) We figured it out. And then I remember people saying close friends and family members would say things to us like, so... Like, how are you guys going to make this? You think you're really going to be able to do this? You don't know what you're doing. And our answer to them was, we don't have a choice. We literally just put all of our money into this one basket. So it's going to have to work.
0: Huh. And it did. <laughs> and is that, that, that's what you were saying to yourself to like overcome those fears? Because you were crying, right? You're overwhelmed, you're stressed. You're like, how am I going to make this work? And mm-hmm. you just said, I got it. And that's how you got over it
1: had to. I had a son who um, was going to college and we were, you know, I'm paying for it. My sister had a seven-year-old daughter and it was just Mm -hmm. going to be the two of them from here forward. And we literally did not have the option to fail. And I know that does not work all the time. I, you know, we're aware of that. Um, But with hard work and a little bit of grit and being able to pivot our decisions when we were maybe not doing things the right way and being open enough to say, okay, well, we were trying to go left, but we're clearly gonna have to go right on this decision and being able to make that choice and follow the path that was gonna work instead of the path that we had written out. I think that was part of our success.
0: That, be- Like that agility or the, the flexibility to be able yeah. to like, I don't know, swing with the punches, is that the- Absolutely. <laughs> Whatever the term I'm trying to- trying to say is so you had a whole bunch of obstacles that you had to overcome like you didn't know anything about coffee you had to renovate the whole thing Mm -hmm. sisters on the east coast like is there any other obstacles that you remember just having to overcome right in the beginning before you felt like that sigh of relief like okay it's working now yeah money Uh (laughs) (laughs)
1: uh-huh we had none left Uh uh-huh money what's that (laughs) right? You have this idea, like I'm going to open up a business and money is going to come to me. Mm -hmm. And it does in very, very, very small amounts in the beginning. Uh And you have a lot of expenses. So that was hard. I think that was a really hard point for us as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would start selling houses again. Fortunately, I was able to do that. And then um, we made sure that Makita, because she worked the shop's the same, but she went home to a daughter, and I didn't. So we we figured out how to maneuver to where both of us could make it, but on a really tight, tight existence, because mm-hmm. our profit split to two different households. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I, that was I don't think we calculated that either. So that was a yeah. hard option. Not obstacle. at all. Not at all. Yeah, like yeah, we have <laughs> x amount of dollars a month. Oh wait, that's for two households
0: <laughs> We uh-huh. don't live in the same household yeah but uh, how long do you think it took you know running that shop i know you opened a couple like did it take opening a couple of them to start to feel comfortable off that income that you're making or like how long until you started turning a comfortable profit i guess so
1: a year not even a year after i got there because we were approached by city hall to submit a proposal to be the first vendors in the building and I was so new that I was like, no. And my sister was like, I'm vetoing you. We need another shop to get us over the hump. And so we opened, we built out, we, we entered, we won, we built out, we opened the first coffee shop inside city hall. And that mm. one was the majority profit because in a government building, you don't really have the same kind of overhead. And uh-huh. so even though it gave us a lot more labor, um, it gave us more profit also. And Mm -hmm. so that one was like, I think that was helpful. That was a little bit more leverage for us. But then it's like having children back to back to back, the pros and the cons, right? So then like a year after that one, the owner of the building of Mercy Medical Plaza, the hospital owns it now, but it used to be privately owned. He knew us through the landlord of our first location at H Street. So he Mm -hmm. came and was like, hey, open up a third shop. And my sister and I were like, absolutely not. Not doing it no uh-huh. At all we didn't but, even respond to him he would show up and he would ask yeah. us again but we were like you know opportunity is literally beating our door down but we you had to
0: open a, a third shop eventually right
1: so then was he just persistent
0: us. your mom our, she, <laughs> she did
1: she did our mom was so, like
0: y'all need to keep moving here open up the shop we're like
1: okay <laughs> so we did
0: and there was so, like no competition sh- hmm? This was like a family business too. So did your mom help you run the third one or like, when did she get super involved? She was a resident ham dish, <laughs>
1: resident dishwasher. Yeah. Uh-huh. So she would come and kind of toot around, but she worked somewhere else. Uh-huh. Um, so to, to answer the question about when we started feeling comfortable about finances, we started feeling a little comfortable with city hall. And then we just blew all that into the third one. <laughs> and uh-huh. then we got, we got uncomfortable all over again
0: yeah and but that's amazing that like the word of mouth somehow like city hall asked you guys to move in and then your landlord knew someone else and he asked you and so do you think it was something special that you were doing like as the coffee shop business I had them come to you or was it your personalities or what what do you think that, that key thing was we like to think it's the personality
1: uh-huh. <laughs> well i think it was because it you know was. a lot of people were like we were we would get tired and people were like we'll take time off and we're like but we can't because we would make sure that we had a presence one of us had a presence at all of our locations every every day hmm. so every single day we can't hear you maketa so every single day we would let me we can't hear you sis I think she's going to And so not going We can't hear you. You keep going in and out.
0: Oh, we missed it. I heard we heard the you wanted to make a present at each store every day. But then after we, that, yeah, we did. So we would make sure we had a presence at every location
1: every day because they were like more than just customers. And so I think that like when you have that kind of relationship, um, people do come for you. And so that does spread word of mouth um you know people's families would come from out of town they would bring them Mm -hmm. we had a couple i remember who met in israel on their birthright trip one was in sacramento one was in the bay area and they chose to meet at our shop we had two people go get married at the courthouse and then come to our place for a reception and they told us that they were going to so we went and had a cake Uh that said congratulations to them and bought you know um, initial napkins. So I think what we were able to provide people was not only a personal touch, which definitely, um, wore on us a little bit, being able to do that, but as much as we loved it, it still takes from you. Um, so it was the personal touch, but we also created a really safe space. And Mm -hmm. I say that because that's the feedback that we get from people. Mm -hmm. They say, you know, I would have never talked to that person because we tend to talk to people who look like us or, or we have a connection to by, by somebody else. You know, I would have never been friends with that person if I didn't meet them in this small setting and feel comfortable enough to have a conversation. You know, In our quaint little place that had like seating for 15, people would literally talk from this side to this side and have conversations over. And we'd have yeah. to say, can you guys like sit next to each other, <laughs> please? And they didn't know each other. And so I think uh-huh. we created that sense of community and the sense of community um, and we also, I'm going to say we have pretty good drinks. They have a great roaster and, you know, <laughs> we, we put together some really good recipes. So I think it was really a culmination of all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, one we're personal. Um, we want to make sure that when you leave our space, that you feel better than, the, than when you walked in and we were very intentional about that and our employees as well. And it was safe for everybody. So it doesn't matter who you are. Where you come from, what you look like, what your background is—everybody was safe in there and really got along. And I think that's why we grew fast without marketing.
0: Yeah, oh, that's amazing that you're able to like foster that community feeling in such a, a short amount of time. And uh, I know you're saying like giving that personal touch um, mm-hmm. and you know making that space for someone takes kind of takes away from you. Like, are you naturally mm-hmm. like an introverted person, or are you naturally? extroverted because i know i'm naturally introverted and so like after doing something like this i just need to hide and you know watch netflix for a while like decompress and recharge my battery but i'm wondering like what what you guys feel like after you know interacting with people is that something that energizes you is it drain you a little bit sis i would say i'm naturally introverted like i definitely
1: need alone time to recharge (laughs) yeah but But I love exchanging positive energy with people. Also, yeah, I say that um, I used to. I used to have the energy to give like that and keep going, but now I definitely need to
0: recharge myself, and Mm -hmm. that's only within the last few years. Mm -hmm. Is that something that was? I know I'm totally going off script here, but is that something like? How would you guys when you're twenty four seven? You know, running three shops how would you take time for yourselves to make sure that your life balance is still okay we didn't we we didn't have any life balance.
1: no we really didn't
0: so that's what we're coming back to then now you're looking to get that life balance back so now that you've you know done the six the successful coffee shop now we're winding it back down and okay i understand yeah Um, (laughs) awesome so Let's see. Uh, Was there a first memorable moment that you guys had where you felt like you had truly uh, achieved success? Like, was it the first drink that you received or um, like, what was that moment where you guys felt like, yes, we did it?
1: That's a good question. I know. And I I actually have been thinking about that one too, because I can't really pinpoint it, but I remember when Mack and I were asked to speak, and this one's for me, at the women's, yes. the SAC women's event, <laughs> that's like these inspirational speakers to women. And I was like, we made it. Like other women want to hear what we have to say because we run a business and it looks pretty and it's really ugly behind the scenes. And we've made it look pretty enough that people want to listen to us well not only that <laughs> not only that but brie um brie, brie, norberg. Was, brie norberg um is a customer of ours and she's a self-employed woman right and so she sees us all the time i think when as you would right also you know you when you're in a space and you can see things a little bit differently because you work independently you can kind of you have a different lens right Mm-mm. and so i will never forget the day that she asked us and we were the first people that she she asked to be speakers and i was like sure why not it's for brie of course we'll, we always would do things for our customers to help their businesses and then when we and i didn't even have a conversation i was like yeah sure i'll tell sabrina we'll be there and then as she started planning and she's like oh we have 400 attendees all and we were like all- <laughs> i said I'm like what I don't publicly but like, okay. You so say that at the beginning, right? Like, oh, we should have started oh, with wait, that. Wait. You should have led with that. But that was like, oh, she sees us as like, these women made it. I want them to be like our guest speakers. The first ones I'm going to ask if I can secure them, right? And mm-hmm. I want them to be like, to to talk with these 400 women who I'm charging money to come into this. Like she she saw us like, able to do all of that and i and sabrina and i were like oh because because it's all true we had imposter syndrome because we knew that we were always on the back end like oh we did this wrong we can do it better but then it it took us a little while but we realized it's not that we don't know what we're doing it's that we're always growing and growing means changing right but we used to think we didn't know what we were doing we're like we have three shops we have been on many panels we have been many guest speakers we know we can make drinks with our eyes closed we can hire a great staff we're like no we do know what we're doing and we kind of mm-hmm. had to start stop telling ourselves that we didn't and that we were just refining and i yeah. think when we had that conversation yeah we were like oh we made it we're good
0: yeah <laughs> and that's <laughs> such that's great
1: was a pivotal point
0: yeah that's such a great insight to have too because i feel like a lot of people feel that way about themselves and um you know they want to like I was thinking, oh, maybe I should write a book about you know, overcoming your fears or being an introvert in a, a highly networking required job or something like that or sales or like, why did I pick sales? I'm an introvert. Why did I do that? But I'm really good yeah. at it yeah. Um, yeah. for some reason. And a lot of people will just like, shut down themselves first like oh I don't have anything to write about I haven't done anything significant or um no I can't host a podcast I'm not interesting or something like that but like everyone I think feels that way somewhere deep down and it took you know someone else from their lens asking you to make you realize like okay like I I've achieved I've achieved something of value to to other people like I can talk about this so that's just really uh really amazing um let's see I we're kind of going all over the place so I want to make sure I'm not like asking the same questions (laughs) over again um so you you started your shop you moved up to three locations it's been eight years now yeah and you've, you've sold two right
1: we closed one, one city hall uh-huh. closed and they're still not okay. back in um and the downtown area of Sacramento still doesn't have enough foot traffic for that to stay open mm-hmm. so we made the decision uh, at about 2 years and a few months in the pandemic that we're going to have to shut it down so we sold the equipment and, and shut it down um and you know i think knowing that that was over was kind of a bittersweet thing because you know one thing i'm just and it'll come to answer one thing with the pandemic is you all we were able to sit back for a moment um, and reassess the way uh-huh. we live. So that one we closed it um, 8th Street, which is our first one, the one that I was sitting in crying, we sold that to our manager of seven years, um, uh-huh. and it took care of our family and it's going to take care of hers. Uh-huh. So that leaves us Mercy Hospital, and I'll let I deal with
0: that one. <laughs> <laughs> what's gonna happen with mercy hospital nakada so we are positioning ourselves to actually sell
1: mercy which lydia i think you would be fantastic at running
0: i'll do it yes you think about it here yeah okay i've got no plan um i've got a sister she lives close by so i think we could do it like <laughs> you know. know what it is i think you
1: could too and and it's like so there were so many things with our business that we wanted to do, but having three, we ran out of steam, but like, for example, you had all of these great ideas that you could implement. You having all of this fresh energy and also having your sister, cause there's nothing like being in business with your sister. You don't, uh-huh. you don't question anything that they do, right? They're not going <laughs> to screw you over.
0: No, and I, no. want
1: to, I want it's to pause different. on that mac and i just want to pause on that and i want to say this out loud i do not know how to access our finances because she doesn't know how to log into anything lydia because every time i did i'd be like oh i'm gonna help my sister who does the back end and i'm going to categorize in quickbooks is it QuickBooks? She was yeah round- she was taking all of our bills and rounding them up i'm like you can't round in accounting Uh huh. that's how much i trust my sister by the way so i don't like, know how to
0: it. access our finances yeah well i've so i've got all the secret sauce that you had so the sister no plan and um yep. i don't know how to make coffee so i think that that uh, is a I'm recipe ready. for success yes. no but you know like
1: all, <laughs> but all jokes aside though is, is like you know we went into this not having anybody to lean on but when we sold h even though she's been in it for years we were like listen we will help you with anything that you need to be able to stay. so as female as, as women business owners our goal is always to make life a little bit easier and to position another woman to do better or have mm-hmm. it easier so it's like joking, not joking. If you and your sister were like, yes, let's do it, you <laughs> wouldn't be going into it blindly. You'd be going into uh-huh. this fully set up you're like yeah, let's like, you <laughs> it
0: You know? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I'm I'm seriously like thinking about it. Um, because I've I've always had that in the back of my mind, like, oh, a coffee tea shop would be cool and you know, the the experience Fun. and the leverage, like maybe a space will open up next door for my line dancing bar. Um, you never know. I mean, you can, you can
1: go from like seven to three coffee and then like four to 10 line dancing. I mean, like, you yeah, know. Just put
0: all the Chairs up, like a rollout dance floor, it'll be fine. <laughs> but, but we do, we definitely like, I think it will be bittersweet when we finally
1: sell Mercy because yeah. it's gonna be the end of like this legacy of having a brick and mortar that we established yeah. together. But it was also been a really good run for us, and I think that we're both at the age in our life where having free time to go live our lives would be really a beautiful thing. And um, you know, Sabrina's there, taking one for the team, always on the floor doing things, and like she's tired, and I get that, you know. And so, at some point, she should also be relieved of, of being a you know an older underpaid barista. <laughs> Real though, that's <laughs> the truth but you know i do want to say something i don't know mac and i have really talked about this and it wasn't really in the questions but at some point as a business owner whether you mean to or not you kind of identify what do you do oh i have coffee shops how many three and you realize at some point oh that kind of sounds fancy right Mm -hmm. so then how many coffee you know what do you do Uh, i have a coffee shop how many two and like, oh wow, okay, cool. And then I say one, and at some point they're going to say, "So what do you do?" And I'm gonna be like, "I don't know." <laughs> oh. So it's not something that I—I'm just starting to have those thoughts. And I know my identity has nothing to do with what I do. I don't consider that. But when you know that's something that you do when you meet someone. Like, oh, what do you do? Yeah. And I was so used to saying that for all of these years, being kind of an owner. Um, and I, you know, and I'm a realtor and I'm fine with that, but it's just different than being a, a coffee shopper yeah. of three successful shops. So that's something
0: that's going to be a little bit different when we finally do sell and receive. Mm-hmm. And, but there was a point that you guys decided that, okay, selling this third one is the right move. And there's something that you told me before Sabrina, where you said, I think every business owner needs to, to know or feel comfortable to know when it's time to like let go of the business or i can't remember exactly what you said do you remember what you said <laughs> um basically
1: uh, not verbatim but um mm-hmm. we did we our time is up our time is mm-hmm. up on this and we need to know when to go out one on top and two while we still love what we do and people feel that we love what we do mm-hmm. and our our period is over our, our time is over um i don't I don't go to bed excited to go to the shop the next day. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I don't like it, but that's not there. And mm-hmm. I think um, I think to run a really successful business, that should be there. And I know that there's ebbs and flows, right? As you're doing something, um, but I don't see this changing because what I want for this next chapter of my life looks different than having a brick and mortar business. For sure. Mm-hmm. But I think the beautiful thing out of all of this is, the relationships that we have built with people Mm -hmm. will, will outlast outlive forever, survive having an open coffee shop. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the most beautiful takeaway of this is like the relationships that we have with people now will, 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 they will travel with us, whether we own the coffee shop or not. And that I'm grateful for. Yeah.
0: And that was a question that I also had was like, how, how do you two plan on preserving your legacy as you yeah. exit the, the coffee scene? So you're still keeping these relationships with people. Is there, is there anything else that you're doing? Like, I understand that's like a graceful exit, but how are you keeping that legacy alive as you, right. you know say goodbye?
1: Well, I think part of it was um, in the beginning of preserving the legacy was putting Natasha, the owner of to ferret um, by the park now in that location. So, Um, you know, she and, um, Jessica, huh? Jessica. Yeah. She and Jessica, um, they're working together on it. Um, they both worked for us and they, they've kept the business pretty similar to be honest. And they asked to keep the name to ferret, um, which means glory in Hebrew. Um, but we told them that they had to, we didn't want to, uh, what's it called? Nakeda, um, Pull, we didn't want to keep the name trademarked. What's Oh yeah. Like register or trademark? Yeah. We didn't want to do that. And so we had them add by the park, right? So that disassociates us. So we have no hand in it, but uh-huh. they love it. They, they love the building. They love the, the business that we started. They love the customers who go in there to see them. Even when we were there, they would, they have their own customers. Everybody knows them. Um, And they kept the same spirit. So I think in that sense, they were able to keep that. I think um, the Mercy location is probably going to be maybe a little more difficult to do. I'm not quite sure. We don't have someone who's been with us for a long time that's going to come into the place. But I think that we're going to probably find somebody who has the same spirit and make sure that they honor their customers the way that we did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we'll just keep in touch with everybody for sure we we do and you know one thing that mac and i have done over the years is whenever we're looking for some type of service or anything we always go to one of our customers so we have organically over the years established that you know i had a bunch of going back to wine i had a whole bunch of wine memberships because they were either poured wine there worked there on the weekend needed somebody to sign up for a membership yeah talk about taking one for the team sis. So, so everything that we did, if we needed, um, somebody to print for us, we go to one of our customers. So we have accessed our customer base throughout our lifestyle for the past, and I think that we will continue
0: doing that as well. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, are there any, like, as you're exiting the coffee scene, are there any new passions that you're pursuing or... Like, what is this, this new life that you have planned? Like, what are those things that you wanna look into now? We both just joined Orange Theory Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) Have you done a class yet? Yes, I have done 21 and I've done six. Nice. I I just, I see them a lot and I see their ads, but I still don't understand what it is that they do. So is it life-changing? I think it will yeah. be. some Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead, sis. So it's
1: kind of like a circuit class and they tell you what to do. Like, you know, uh-huh. it's like 55 minutes long and there's a rower, there's weights and there's a treadmill. So you're doing things on each one of those. They literally tell you exactly what to do. They play great music and then you're done.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to think. <laughs> Yeah. oh it's and you amazing. guys are you're back on opposite sides of the country again so you're both doing your own orange uh-huh. theory classes on your own oh that's such a nice bonding experience
1: so funny story that. we uh-huh. were chatting on the phone and i and i drove up and she was like oh i just got to orange theory i gotta go i was like me too and so at every location they have the same class the same yeah. like design yeah. same right? uh-huh. and so that's we took the class at the exact same time we did the exact same thing so we got out and i was like well, what would you do i was like well, what would you do huh? <laughs> we even it. yeah because yeah. they that's send you so fun yeah so i um, so i think part of what our new life looks like is going to be health because that's something that was kind of put on the back burner a little bit um mm-hmm. our physical health because at the end of standing 12 15 16 hours a day running around we weren't burning calories but we were fatigued so we're claiming yeah. that back. Um, yeah. And travel. I, travel. I really, mm-hmm. we, we want to start traveling again. It was hard to get away longer than a few days at a time with the shop. And we definitely didn't get any passport stamped because we were, I guess the bright word is afraid to be that far away from the shop, Mm-mm. right? And inaccessible. And, um, and also we didn't really have the money to do that at the same time. So. Yeah. So I want to do that. And I know you're going to think I'm silly for this, but you know that TV show, Somebody Feed Phil, have you seen it? It's on Netflix. Somebody what? Feed Phil. No, Somebody love, Feed Phil. I love him.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> so
1: anybody who's watching your podcast, if they've seen it, um, I told my husband, I was like, I want to make a food show called I'm Following Phil. And I want to go to all the places that <laughs> Phil's been uh-huh. <laughs> and I want to make my own show and he was like you're wild so I don't know what yeah. it looks like but it's going to be good food and travel
0: <laughs> well I had a pipe dream that I would do a like road trip around the United States and just stop at all of the hot dog carts on the side of the mm-hmm. like just want to try I just want to try them all like if they have crazy ideas I'm like they're all that so different so is it like there might be some food poisoning in the mix, but I think there's also gonna be some good ones.
1: <laughs> you know what? And when this if you need a partner, I'm down. Like that's the kind yes. of stuff I want to be able to do.
0: Yes, we're following Phil. We're filling up our stomachs.
1: <laughs> I love that man. He's just the funniest <laughs> person and he eats the best food and all he does is eat. That's all. Uh-huh. He's he's the director or he was the uh creator of everybody loves raven uh-huh yeah so he's
0: super goofy but yeah so that's what i told my husband i wanted to do next and he was like okay yeah, well he should support you like you have no plan right <laughs> and <laughs> you haven't hosted a food show before ever I think you got this yeah <laughs> you could do side-by-side reaction videos like they do on the tiktok we'll <laughs> do that with phil's reaction videos and just see whose is better
1: that's a great I, idea i love I'm, that
0: I mean, who knows? We'll see. <laughs> it's a sense if your palate's the same as his or not, like what your reaction is going to be like. Uh, okay, so let's see. Um, I guess your biggest takeaways, your biggest learning lessons, like f- from these eight years, like what's what are those, the biggest takeaways that you have? I think
1: mine would be um and I think Sabrina might agree is find a way to put yourself first mm-hmm. put your well being right like we what yeah. we're doing now, like it seemed impossible but I think there's power and kind of small no's. we said yes to everything and everybody because we needed to make it but now we know that the universe always provides even when you have to say no for your own health right I think I would have exercised that as much as possible, and and maybe had a little bit more of a instead of being like this, like maybe be like this in our our life work life balance. That yeah. Was hard. So that
0: your answer could be you did take time for your, you did have work life balance, but yeah. <laughs> of none at all.
1: Yeah, and I would agree with her, but I would I still wonder that if we did that, if we would have had the level of success we did. So I, so I so I don't know if if I can wholeheartedly say that I would do it again and have a work-life balance. I would probably do it again and do it the same way. Yeah. <laughs> and then sell. So but I all do or nothing. Agree, <laughs> all or nothing. But I do agree um, in, you know, looking back, I wish I had done that. Um for me, I think my biggest takeaway is I can literally do anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that and too. I,
1: Yeah. And I know that that sounds, and it might sound um, a little arrogant almost, but I don't think there is anything that I can't do at this point in life. Mm -hmm.
0: Like you'll find a way you got it. I'll figure it out. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, in that time we survived, like our mom was diagnosed with cancer right before we opened, like when the guy approached us, our mom was diagnosed, which is why we like totally ignored him. So it's like we, for two years, nursed our mom through chemo five days a week running three shops with like two children so we're like god if we can survive that and then go through covid and still not fold yeah like what other life circumstances can be thrown at us that we can't possibly figure out how to land on our feet like seriously yeah Yeah. we opened three shops took care of a mom she passed we both moved. Macada has a daughter. I put a son through college and got married and remodeled a house. Like, I'm like, we can, we can do anything. <laughs> but there's I, no I, problem. We can't solve. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and we aren't people who, con- who we don't have a ton of money. Um, you know, so it's not like we have unlimited resources, you know, so I want people to know that it's just um, sheer will of being able to figure it out. And I used to always say, everything's just figure outable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know um it is everything's figureoutable um but it comes at a cost yeah you know it comes at a personal cost um but I think that that's what I would take out of it I don't think you're doing anything anymore and it's it's a kind of a weird thing to not
0: be afraid to try something so position for you guys we should start a t-shirt company and I already picked the first three the first one is you gotta um, the second one is everything is figure outable. And then um, I forgot the third one already, but someone can but help me with those. that. But I, the ideas are it's already pretty. there.
1: <laughs> I love that. And we already have the screen printer, and he's one yeah. of our customers,
0: right? Yeah. Oh, for real estate, you could say, Do you want a house or not? Just... <laughs> That's um, brilliant.
1: Yes. So- <laughs> maybe that's what we do i don't know i don't think mac and i yet have figured out what we're gonna
0: do when we grow up or what's next uh-huh i love that <laughs> but yeah i say that too people are like what do you mean when you grow yeah. up like okay. yeah. my kids they're all you're old i was like no <laughs> How are your all relative they're six and eight uh- <laughs> oh that's fun yeah the eight-year-old is like just getting like he's becoming really smart you know where he's like I know you're eating chocolate I'm like just because you know that now doesn't mean I'm gonna share it with you (laughs) I'm like I'm glad your observation skills are so keen now (laughs) I'm like okay I gotta eat chocolate around only the six-year-old because I can still sneak it (laughs) that's
1: hilarious
0: yeah um so to, to wrap things up, just two more questions. Um, what was the most rewarding part out of all of this? Go ahead.
1: Um, I'd say working with my sister and getting to know each other as adults because we are both very different. We're obviously the same people, but you know, as you grow as an adult, you change. And when she was on the East Coast, even though we saw each other all the time, we were like a married couple. We are like a married couple. We share a bank account. We shared a business. We shared a mother. Like we still to this day do not spend $20 from the account or $30 from the account without letting the other person know, hey, I just Mm -hmm. want to let you know that I bought lunch for the girls at the shop. Okay, great. Like we don't don't spend each other's money because it's one pot. Yeah. Um, so I love getting to know my sister as an adult. Um, we laugh about different things. Um, I can, she's my best friend. I can wholeheartedly say that my sister is literally my best friend.
0: Um,
1: mm-hmm. And oh, I think, we got, I, think I got that out of the shop. Uh,
0: so, we, wouldn't, we would I, not yeah, I don't think... have that. Yeah, good, good luck topping that one. Um, so what's Look, your answer? Saying. Yeah. <laughs> Ditto. Uh, so you're just copying the older sister like they always do. She's <laughs> always
1: he's like right there, just right behind uh-huh. me. But it's true ditto. though, you know why? Because like before the shops, we lived separate lives on separate coasts. And like living in the shops, it's like our mom, Lydia, when we used to get grounded, she would put us in the room together and be like, go in the room together and work it out. And we're like, we're gonna kill each other. You can't put us in the uh-huh. room together. So it's like opening the shops together it's like we were in this theoretical room together having to work out everything mm-hmm. and we came out of it like so amazing together yeah yeah seriously yeah and yeah. we did you're right macada the shop was like mom putting us in the room together that one man yeah. those were rough days yeah <laughs> I'm glad and i we we remind some, you of that <laughs> yeah and we had some brutal fights uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. We were my, converted back to like teenagers.
0: Yeah. My sister and I didn't get along until like we had a slap fight in the back seat of our parents' car. And then when my parents parked, my sister got out and took her, her life savings at the time, which is all changed because we were like eight and 12 or something. And so she had this purse full of change and she chased me down the street And I was scared because she had this huge purse. It's like, might as well be hitting me with a brick, (laughs) chasing me. But after that, like, I think we were just great, you know, get the, the hitting and the hair pulling and the purse flinging out of the way. And we were just solid. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And we had some of that. We actually like literally had that Uh in our thirties and (laughs) forties coming out of that shop um yeah very cathartic yeah but we had to do it as adults again
0: Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah so like what what is this theoretical change purse that you're chasing each other with I was like what did we do (laughs) you threw a
1: can at my head I did (laughs) I I was cooking I had tomato sauce it was
0: empty it was uh-huh. an empty tomato can. And, in but, your defense, it was empty. Okay. Okay,
1: except that <laughs> it was open. So what if that little metal piece slit my face?
0: You'd have a really cool scar to show off thanks to your little sister. <laughs> Thank you. I'm, and then, I, I'm not dear. Dad yeah.
1: happened to be visiting from San Francisco that day. So she and I are like fighting, like fighting in my kitchen. We walked in, it was like what the hell are you two doing he was like you're in your 40s but you know i do want to tell this story with and, and not to and i don't want to make this a sad story because it's not but when our mom was dying and she was really small and she would lost her hair so she has a beanie on and Mackin and i at this point we have two and a half shops right and we have completely lost the ability to communicate because our mom is dying, we're stressed with shops, life is happening. Like we could not communicate communicate. So our mom goes to the shop and she says through the door, it's a she opens it up and she goes, You, you, outside. We're like, Okay. So my sister And, and I it's all our regulars to- who know our mom. All our regulars are there. It's like 7:30 in the morning.
0: Uh-huh. So my
1: sister and I were like, okay, mind you, we're the only people working, so there's no staff. And she goes, They'll be, she'll, they'll be back. She takes us outside, and apparently we're like, okay. Uh huh. uh -huh. And so, what she was doing is she says, If you two don't learn, just like this, if you two don't learn to communicate, I'm going to stop my chemo and I'm going to die a horrible, painful death, and it's going to be your fault. And she, (laughs) yeah, she did. And Uh Rack and I were like, She's crazy. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, Yes. ma'am. So, she gave us a business card. She goes, I already have your first therapy appointment booked. And (laughs) She did. She was like, I'm not leaving this world with you. And she showed up to it to to make sure we were both there. make sure we showed up. (laughs) And so we went through like four or five and we hashed a few things out, realized that we had just lost the ability to communicate, that we were still in love with each other as siblings and were able to figure it out. But that was my mom's bag of change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was the best thing she ever did. But it's wow. a crazy story. Yeah, your mom's a badass.
0: I love She's her. A <laughs> so badass. She's like, nope. You're starting the third shop. Nope. You're gonna get along. Just figure yep. it out. Like, just yep. do better.
1: <laughs> Literally. Yeah. yeah, yeah awesome. So if you look on our website, you'll see. Actually, our website and our Facebook, you'll see a picture of the three of us and our mom in the middle. And at Uh that point she had cancer for a while so she was pretty little but you'll see her facial expression you're kind of like yeah
0: she's low-key crazy all of this makes sense Uh (laughs) well that that's a, a good question um i want people that are listening to know how to reach you guys um and i don't know if that should be on the to ferret like Instagram or like, how, how can people reach yeah. you? Like Sabrina, if they wanted to, to do real estate or need an accountant, like, what do we do? Where do we go? What do we sure. And so, um, I don't have an
1: Instagram because I've had it through the shop for so long. Mac going to have the personal one. Um, mm-hmm. mine would be probably email Sabrina at com mm-hmm. So M-E-G-A-B-L-I-S-S-R-E.com. And it's because we are mega real estate services with a blissful experience. Also women-owned. And I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. But if anybody wants to come to the shop, you know, it's 3939 J Street inside Mercy Medical Plaza. We're Instagram and Facebook, just our, our name.